podcast. We are an ARI YMBS fan podcast where we talk about anything and everything Allison wrote. On this episode, we will talk about the Monday, May 2nd show, Rory Scovel Returns, and the Thursday, May 5th show, Allison's Big Question, Jeff's Hot Epiphany, and Jenna's Magical Genes. First, I'd like to introduce fellow best friends, friend of the show, Demian Cordova. Hello. Hello. And a new person to our show, above average fan, Adam. Hello. From my closet. <laughs> we need pictures of where he is recording because it sounds very interesting. If my neighbors walked in right now, they would think that I was channeling Ted Kaczynski. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm in my closet. I have this sort of contrived colander microphone stand. My closet faces an outside wall, and it's still cold here. I'm in Missouri, so I have a hoodie over my head, and they would just think I was insane. Oh my gosh, you are Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> You know what, since we haven't talked to you at all, let me ask you a little bit about you. So you're, where are you from? I'm from Missouri. I'm from the St. Louis area. Okay. And are you married, kids, or single. you just hang out in closets and record podcasts? Uh, because of the latter part of that, I'm single. No kids. I'm in IT. My job is actually similar to hashtag Al. Uh, although he does it for the healthcare industry, and I do it for the snack food industry. So Jenna and Al uh, and Allison actually will all be kind of reaping the benefits of that soon on an upcoming episode. I like that. Well, that's good to that's good to hear. So apologies to everybody for the sound. If the colander doesn't sound good, and I know I sound like I'm in a tin can, because I am, if anybody doesn't know, I do record out in a shed in the backyard. I am getting drywall tomorrow and insulation and a whole bunch of stuff but I had to clear it out so I didn't realize how echoey it was going to be today but you know I just need a Colonel Jeff over here to help me out so it really needs to happen. I was going to say you can just add that to his list of 17 podcasts that he produced. <laughs> He's like well I have all these awesome A-list podcasts so yeah sure I've got plenty of time to Right. Head on when he gets home from Milleronia. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so jealous. Alright, so let's get started with some all things Allison. So we'll start with the Monday, May 2nd, Roy School Returns. Damien, why don't you start us off? Okay, well I thought it was really interesting when we were talking about like making decisions, how it's so uncomfortable. I always think, I'm the total opposite. I'm super decisive. And the idea of going, like, going to a restaurant and someone else order for you, I would hate that. I'm a little bit of a picky eater. I'm not too picky, but I'm sort of a little you know like i'm not really bad but there are a few things i stay away from so i would never let anyone order for me the idea of just letting other people decide stuff for me is my version of hell (laughs) (laughs) you know what it's so me like i i can make a decision i have if i have to but i would love for someone to come in and just say hey have this or have that i love i because i'm not a picky eater i just i like new things and i don't usually think outside of the box when i'm eating i'm just like i'll just get whatever i'm used to you know i don't think about it but if someone came in and said you need to eat this this would be great i would totally be excited about that but it would never come with a price you know how allison kind of says well it should you know I, she doesn't like to make decisions but she it comes with a price almost like she faults them for whatever the decision is <laughs> right right <laughs> make a decision just better be correct yes <laughs> so adam where do you fall on that decision making i've been the person that said hey guys i got this really and ordered for the table and it went terrible <laughs> everything i everything i picked from the wine which was awful to the it, it was just awful we ended up eating like new york hot dogs on the street afterwards so look at it this way you created a great story for all your friends yeah yes <laughs> Like, as long we, as those friends weren't Allison. Yeah. Yes, oh my gosh, she would never go to dinner with you ever again. She really would I'm that way with everything. I hate making decisions. I'm the same as her where I will pick, like take forever to think of deciding between this and that. And so for someone to come in and make the decision, oh my gosh, that would be such peace of mind. My husband's kind of the same way, like, oh, I don't really care. And I'm like, oh, I don't really care. So we just always end up doing the same things because we just don't care, <laughs> which is kind of boring. My attitude about what I like and don't like is similar to Daniel, which is that I, I don't have strong opinions one way or the other. Uh, but I do, I mean, I, I enjoy food more than he does. I would uh, hope. <laughs> his, his attitude towards food is offensive to me, frankly. Uh, well, I, you know, I actually tweeted him about that when he was talking about that, about like, uh, Oh, eh, whatever. And I asked him just blatantly, does your tongue work? 
And right. he said, why am I babbling? And I'm like, no, no, it's just, you know, food is like one of the sensual pleasures of life. And he was like, oh, I guess it's just not one for me. <laughs> so, oh, my God. You couldn't hang. I don't know what I would do. And then if you're waiting for that person to make a decision for your food, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's probably not the person to have dinner with. He might be the person to uh, do other things with. Going out to dinner wouldn't be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing that they started to show off with was talking about honesty. And I thought that that was very interesting how she talked about the different types of honesty. And it really reminded me of my sister and her mantra of, you know, she'd be real rude, like say something real cunty. And she'd say, well, at least I'm telling the truth. I'm like everybody else here is like, no, you're just honestly a bitch. There's a difference between being uh, honest and being tactless. There's a huge difference. Just being honest doesn't mean spilling everything out of your mind that you think about everybody. Um, yeah, you know, the whole thing about, okay, so Rory Scholes been on before and this is his i think it's his second time right yeah yeah i believe and it is yes so the last time he was on he was not married and didn't have a daughter and now he does and it's interesting to hear his different perspective on life as far as so many things but being people pleaser and now being less of a people pleaser which that definitely helps you i'm a total people pleaser but having kids definitely helped me speak up and more often than not i just use them as an excuse as oh they're sick or oh this or that it's still like passive aggressive it's not straightforward you know i don't really want to do right. that it's you know i use them more as an excuse but you can get out of things a lot easier that way Man, I, need, I need some kids <laughs> just rent some for the weekend so you can have a nice yeah. on the time yeah. Well, they are cool for getting out of stuff. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. But then, you know, whenever people first have kids, I think, ooh, like, now I know. I know I'm on to you. you. You say that they're sick or whatever, and really you just don't want to come over. <laughs> I have a, uh, because I work in the, the snack industry, I have an unlimited supply of candy and delivery vans. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. You might not want to say that now, <laughs> neighbor. <Yeah. laughs> Cut, cut, cut that out. You folks. need to be a guest on Sorry Not Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Just true. stay away from their daughter. <laughs> ah, sorry. Oh, that was gross. The candy I man's to, here. <laughs> yeah, I need to record from my shower. Um, Adam, what is, was there anything stood out to you in this episode? I love Rory Scovel, and I was a big fan of his, but he talks about something interesting, which is something I'm struggling with. His diet change, uh, he yeah. talked a lot about switching from sort of a traditional omnivore diet to not not vegetarian but close vegetarian adjacent and and cutting out sugar i cut out refined sugar a couple of months ago really how, how do you feel i feel very murderous <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough because however you feel about like what we consume uh food wise and genetically modified ingredients and stuff like that. It, it really did make a big difference. Uh, now, whether it's scientific or anecdotal or some combination thereof, I don't know. But um, this is kind of a part of a bigger picture for me, which is about a year ago, I was 340-ish pounds, more or less. And now I'm kind of down to 240. Whoa. Wow, awesome. congratulations. So my, uh, and I, I did all that without cutting out those things. But then I hit a plateau. Georgie! Uh, I'm 5'7". So my quote-unquote ideal is around 170 no. to 180-ish, we'll say. And so I hit a plateau, and I just couldn't – I was getting in better shape, but I just couldn't lose the weight. And so I cut out the sugar, and now the weight started to drop off again. So I, I quit drinking soda. You know, uh, the, I mean, there's other people who have talked about it. Paul uh, Bryan from a, a different podcast kind of lost a lot of weight the same way, just, you know, cutting out the sugar. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not a big meat eater anyway, and so – I cut out meat just here recently, uh, but even though even if you don't enjoy it, you still crave it sometimes. That's true. I was vegetarian for a while and vegan for a while, and now I don't really eat meat very much. But um, I definitely drink beer and sugar and coffee, which I and I don't sleep well. But I don't drink a lot of coffee, and not as much as Allison. Um, I'll maybe have one one cup, and that's about it. But um, I. Him talking about having the greatest sleep ever yes. really changed my mind to thinking, man, I really want to kind of try this. The weight yeah, loss I, thing would be a great side part to that too, because I could lose, you know, 30, 40 and be happier. <laughs> yeah, it was it was neat because typically when you hear people who have strong opinions about uh, vegetarianism or changing your diet, it, it's either like the the dude bros who are into like bro science. And weightlifting and, and casein proteins and all that. 
yeah. or you get sort of the crunchy granola crowd. Uh, All right. <laughs> who are who are on who, who are on like uh, maybe a little a little left of center, and so it was it was cool hearing sort of a, a dude's dude like Rory talk about it. And, yeah, that's true. It was good and, to hear someone that's not so like the pendulum is not swinging so far to either side. It's just a nice straightforward. Hey, this is not that crazy, and you can just do it normally without you know being a, a weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, and, and if, by the way, you want a cheeseburger, that's fine. That's normal. Right. No, you know, it's true, and I've, I've gone back and forth. Like, sometimes I'll go real a long time without eating, like, uh, you know, sugary stuff, and, and then I eventually always go back. But it does make a difference, you, you know, in how you feel and how you, you know, healthy you are. It, you know, I have oh, a really... huge sweet tooth, so it's hard for me sometimes. Well, it's hard for me, too, because I, I love bread, pasta, snack cakes. Little Debbie was probably my first girlfriend. And so it's, it's tough at work because on a daily basis, salesmen come in and they're like, Twinkie made a new Twinkie. It's double stuff. It's a oh Twinkie inside of it. Oh, I forgot you and work I, in snack foods. <laughs> and it, it's like, I, I just, I basically run serpentine down the hallway to my office uh, with my eyes covered uh, in the hopes that I don't pass uh, a salesman with like free ho-hos. Oh my gosh, a double stuff Twinkie? That would be the end of me. Yeah, coming coming fall of 2016. Oh. <laughs> All right, sorry, I had a moment there. Um, wow, that's pretty crazy. I wonder, you know, it was, I don't know, it's funny that it touched you in the same way that it did me, that I was really thinking, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot, this, that whole sleep thing. I haven't had a good night's sleep in like 10 years, but I think that's because, you know, when you have kids, you don't really, and I don't know if you listen to Sorry Not Sorry, but they're going through the whole baby thing right now and not having sure. any sleep and... I thought, man, you, you're in it for the long haul because it's not like it ever ends because then they have nightmares when they're older or they need this or they need, they're sick or just whatever it is. I've been, my daughter's been waking me up for the last two months every single night and it's just that uninterrupted sleep. But it would be nice on the nights that she does sleep all night to, you know, have a really restful sleep. So I just feel like I'm a zombie. By the time it's 3 p.m., I'm just a, a zombie. Lisa, you're about to hate me. Oh, no. Because <laughs> both my kids, oh, no. <laughs> when they were babies, very good sleepers, never had issues with nightmares. Oh, any son, of of son of a... Maybe I need to stop feeding them beer, sugar, meat, and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I hate you now. <laughs> sorry. Not In sorry. fact, it was funny when... Yeah, not sorry. Uh, when my son was young, a baby, and I used to take him to this Russian woman to, to would, uh, you know, watch him during the day, and I'd pick him up, and she'd always say, like, the same thing every day. Eat good, sleep good, no cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa, man, this is, like, the best. But, I mean, every now and then I'd get a little bit cry, but usually it was no problem. Um, so, yeah, uh, I lucked out. Right off. Um, good for you. <laughs> I'll be not enjoying my sleep tonight. <laughs> so speaking of kids, so he was talking about having kids and you start enjoying moments more, like living in the moment. And you definitely do. I, at least I did. I have a hard time doing that. I know we talked about that on another show uh, of this show, not being able to live in the moment, trying to get to tell yourself really too. And having kids, you kind of, you kind of are forced to in a way because they grow up so fast that you, and everyone tells you they grow up fast. You're just trying to like remember every little thing. And I was sharing with Demi before we started recording that I found some old videos today of my kids when they were really little and how much emotion it brought up. And I thought, man, I really, I really felt like I was really there. I didn't feel like I missed that moment. I wasn't just busy videotaping. I was actually living it, you know. So I hope, I really hope that I am doing that and I don't wake up one day and they're gone and I just think, oh, my God, where did that, what happened? <laughs> what about you, Adam? Can you live in the moment? Uh, no, it's, re it's, re it's really relatively new for me. Uh, it was interesting. I, uh, I don't have any kids of my own, uh, but I have some nieces and nephews that I see, uh, fairly often, but even in those like short time spans, you know, it might be a month or two. It still feels like I always, I always hated adults when I was a kid. Oh, you must've grown six inches. Like, eh, it didn't really... But then now that I'm the adult, I'm like, you must've grown six inches. It's totally funny how that happens. Yeah. Because you're right. It's those conversations that you say, ugh, lame. And then you get older and you start having those same ones. That's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, it does it's, happen. It's neat. Uh, it's neat to see that. Uh, I, I don't experience it for myself, but I feel like I get the, I get the benefits of it. Because I get to get them hopped up on sugar 
and feed them, <laughs> feed them the double stuff Twinkies, and then, and then send them home. <laughs> so, so their kids get to keep their parents awake, but you get to sleep soundly. <laughs> exactly. You're cool Uncle Adam. Right. They'll probably need an insulin pump by the time they're 15. <laughs> I wonder if you losing that much weight also kind of puts things into perspective more. If you're just kind of like, I don't know. Some, sometimes that does for me. Whenever I lose weight, I start feeling really good. And you can, you're not just trying to make the day go by. You're kind of enjoying things more. Just different normal things, everyday things. Oh, absolutely. And what, what really put it even more in perspective for me is that I graduated high school at 170. I graduated college at 180, uh, and so it, it was in a relatively short time period that I went from, you know, 180 to 340, uh, you know, six to seven years maybe. That's and crazy. so I, and it, it really makes it worse because you you know that you, it doesn't have to be that way. That I kind of made active decisions or, or passive decisions even, uh, to get to that point. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's nice being back closer to where I sort of started. Definitely. You know, I was just—I'm still catching up on Sorry Not Sorry, so I'm behind a little. But they were just talking on the episode I was listening to today about her, you know, losing her baby weight, and something her dad always told her is, however long it took you to get it, it should—you know—probably is going to take you that long to take it off. And of course, we're always, you know, in such a hurry to get it off, but it's—it is more realistic, you know, to think that way. Well, and the other people—people people want to lose it in six months or in right. thirty days. Uh, but you're doing something that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. And so if it takes you a year or even two or three, in the grand scheme of things, it's a pretty small percentage of time to dedicate to preserving the rest of your life. That's very true. That's very true. I, it is. I, I know I lose a couple of pounds every year, but it's just, you know, it, it doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not one of those people who gets high on the exercise and, it's, it's still not fun. Some people say, oh, well, eventually you get addicted to the exercise and uh, that becomes your group of friends and your Ugh. group of support. No, I, I'm miserable every day that I go running, uh, but I, it's ultimately worth it. You know what you should do? Um, or maybe you shouldn't, I don't know, but <laughs> I've had a good time doing it, is you get people that's generally like, <laughs> and you go do, like, almost every city, you live in a, a pretty big area sure. near St. Louis, yep. they have, like, all these different events where you can run, like, a 5K, and you don't even have to run, you can walk, but, you know, it's it's cool to do that with people you like, um, you know, because it's just kind of a fun event, and some of them have music and stuff like that. Sure, yeah, they it's have, almost uh, like, they have, like, the color run, you know, which is kind of getting popular. Right, Susan, those Susan kind of things. Susan has a, you know, a pink run and all that stuff, so. Uh, I'm doing. I'm signed up to do Tough Mudder in September. Those are supposed to be fun. I haven't done one of those, but yeah. But it's like all of my, it's all of my worst things combined. It's running, it's mud, it's it's physically getting beaten up, uh, and it's expensive. They don't tell you that, but uh, doing the Tough Mudder type things, like all of those events, they they do donate money to charity stuff. But uh, so I got I got to pay money to get beat up and dunked in the mud. Right. <laughs> yeah, that kind of gives me the creeps too. That that's funny that you say that because that they were talking about the Burning Man thing and how it, it's funny that Rory he was just like, oh, that sounds like the best time ever. And every single thing time I've heard of it, it just sounds like hell. And same thing with Allison where she was saying, well, I wish it could be in a big air conditioned, you know, thing. And then he called it glamping, glamping Burning Man. Like that I could get a part of. If we could do a tough yeah. butter sans mud, maybe with some mimosas or something. Right. And, and go ice skating and get facials. <laughs> yes. and, uh, whatever, whatever else uh, is on the list. Right. That, that's on your list? No, that's on the uh, on Allison and Jenna. Oh, yes, list. yes. And you know what's funny, right? You know, because they talked about that in the original Thursday game, all going. Mm -hmm. They never went. And around that time, I started roller skating, and I shattered my wrist. And so I sent them a picture with of my cast, and I said, before you go out ice skating, please wear wrist guards. Just wrist guards, <laughs> please. Because no old people should be out there skating without them, apparently. So yeah, that that's on her list. I mean, I think they need to have a whole weekend to to check all of these things off their list. And I, I think that they would be surprised at the number of people who would who would show up. Yes. I think, and this is a little off topic, but I think that they undersell the amount of fans and sort of the scope and reach that they have. Um, 
because because she draws in such a diverse group of people for her Monday show, and then the Thursday show covers such a broad spectrum from squeaky clean Jenna and Al to to Greg, and and all points in between. Um, I think they don't give themselves enough credit sometimes about who would show up to support their uh, events and doing a live show or uh, you know more recorded podcasts. Yeah, if she did a live show, like a traveling mm-hmm. live show, I think she would do great. I think you're right. I think they, they do kind of undersell themselves. Like, and, and I think that's also kind of part of what we all like, is it kind of does feel like we're just hanging out with friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about how many people they're talking to that listen every week. It's kind of crazy. Well, you know, she's doing LA Podfest this year. I saw yes. on their website she's mm-hmm. going to be in there. So I'm so excited. I almost went last year just to see Greg Fitzsimmons, and so and I didn't realize Colonel Jeff was going to be there. So then I think it was um, Raphael said, "Oh yeah, you know, I'll probably maybe I'll come out for that for LA Podfest, and she's going to be there." I said, "Oh cool, as long as it's not September 26th." And he said, "I think that's about the time it is." No, it's <laughs> it's like the 15th, 16th, or whatever. Oh, really? It's in the middle of the month, yeah. Okay, so my husband's 40th. Oh hey, guess where we're going? <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> it's something that I love. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, yeah, my, uh, I definitely want to go to that for sure. My, my birthday is in that same ballpark area. Really? And, uh, I'd actually plan on going to Palm Springs for my birthday. Oh, awesome. I there you go. Went, that's yeah. great. You got, you got See, that's not that far away, so yeah. you got to do it. That would be so much fun. I would love it if we could get as many Allison fans together, first of all, to meet in person. And, you know, it would be super fun to be able to record something. But that's outside of probably sure. possibilities. But just being able to meet everyone and having a little mini Allison con would be really really fun it would be but um yeah so you know one thing that they were talking about and it was it's something interesting and especially because i know allison had trouble with it before is looking at comments on things and she was obsessed with it before and i don't know how anybody can do that and i i think i feel like it's really unnatural it's such a new form of expressing our thoughts like (laughs) that you could just Imagine if there was a comment box underneath, like, uh, Michelangelo as he's painting the Sistine Chapel, like, would it ever have been finished? You know, that kind of... (laughs) It's just, like, kind of crazy that it's just something that's just acceptable. Okay, well, you you think it, so just go ahead and say it, even if it makes no sense to the context of her life or anything, or anything that you're into. It's just such a weird form, and I, I think it would... I don't know. I would probably really go insane if I had to read those things. You know, I don't understand why people do that. I mean, anytime I comment on anything, it's always to be something that I I like it. I thought it was good. You know, why? What's the point of oh, this stinks? You know, I mean, you could. It's to me, it's just hey, just change the channel, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like if you don't like whatever you're looking at, don't need to comment. Just don't look at it anymore. Exactly. I never understand why people are that way. I mean, I've had debates about things, but usually it's about sports or something. Like, yeah, you know, this team's going to win or whatever. But that, I can see why someone might debate. Like, yeah, I think this guy is the better player of the two or whatever. But just to say, oh, you're not funny. Okay, so I'm not funny. Like, he makes a good point. Like, Louis, Louis C.K. is better. Okay. All right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not arguing that point. He's He's really funny, you know, I mean. You know, it's like saying uh, if you were a, you know, basketball player. Oh, Michael Jordan was better than you. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm not as good as Michael Jordan. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) About a week ago, uh, Jenna and Al on on their show, Sorry Not Sorry, uh, they did a live tweet of the Mighty Ducks movie. Yes. And it was cool because a couple of the original cast from the movie tweeted and answered questions and was kind of involved. And I thought, wow, this is really what Twitter is all about. Uh, it was like a really positive experience. They they both have their own careers, the the two stars, uh, Sean and Aaron, that tweeted. Like they didn't have to take time out of their, probably not as busy as it used to be, but still busy schedules. Uh, and so I thought, and so I made this proclamation on Twitter uh, that I'm going to no longer have snark or negative comments. And then three or four days later, or maybe five days later, uh, B. Slammin' did a May the 4th Be With You, and I immediately, without even thinking about it, said, I wish I could unlike this tweet. <laughs> and so oh, I, no. 
I lasted about four and a half days, and then I fell back into being one of those like snarky internet commenters. Well, you fell right into it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Brianna, did you hear that? Leave that puppy in. <laughs> Can we cut that out post? <laughs> Can we just run that on a loop for like an hour and a half? <laughs> yeah. Well, it is it is one of those things where once you do it, it's kind of like, well, well, at least you know now you can kind of uh, delete things. And I know on Facebook you can edit, so that's kind of nice. But sure. but yeah, it, it is nice. It's been such a nice positive experience with Allison's fan. It's just so for the most part, I don't see anything negative, and everyone's just so positive and and it's not like sticky sweet like ugh. It's just everyone's just positive. Like okay, let's we're all in this life together. Why not have fun? You know, not be negative all the time. Sure. One of my uh, so just my my brief podcast history is that I was a was and and still am a Corolla fan for that matter. Um, but they fill two really different parts of my life because you need a counterbalance to the two by fours, you know, sort of rants. And so with Allison, uh, you know, the Monday shows and the Thursday shows, you get a lot of heartfelt response and questions. Uh, and so that fills a void that I don't. I don't get in other media. Uh, but one of the things that I, I really appreciated is <laughs> as she's she's really kind of grown in front of us, you know, from being a, a sidekick or a news girl to really turning this into something and getting some really groundbreaking interviews. Um, Richard Pryor's wife, uh, I forget her name, comes to mind. Like some of the things that she said in that interview were broke on that podcast that, that hadn't been said in other media before. And so it's uh, it's interesting as a fan seeing all the heartfelt response to her work and her interviews. I agree. Well, I, it's, it's, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree totally. I mean, she's a tremendous interviewer. And I mean, how many times have you heard this? I've never talked about this before. Or yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> It's very uh, true. I remember, I can't remember who it was now off the top of my head, but it was a comedian. But I guess his thing was like comic books. It wasn't someone I was, I, I, I knew who he was. I didn't. And uh, so, but apparently when he's been guests on other podcasts, they always ask him about comic books. And they didn't talk about it at all. I never even marked. It was like, you know, it was, uh, you could tell it was like a refreshing change for him. It was like, oh yeah, I get to talk about all this other stuff I'm interested in, you know. But yeah, she she does a really good job of, of listening and, and asking good questions. And one of my most memorable things that I heard her do, this is totally off of this week's stuff, was when she was still on Corolla. I can't remember the basketball player's name now, but there was a guy on, they were doing the news segment and there was a story about some sexual abuse story. And this guy on the show, the Adam Corolla show, admitted for the first time that he had been sexually abused. Allison was all over that, asking him questions, getting him to talk about it. It was one of her best moments um, on that show for sure and in general. I mean, she's she's... Whatever TV show they're going to do, I hope it does well because you're going to see some amazing stuff. Yes, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, this week's Thursday show, they talked a little bit more, not about the show itself, but uh, I guess it's it's still ongoing because she was at Greg's office. They talked about she beating him out of the, out of the bathroom. Right. <laughs> right. I picked up on that, too. It's like, oh, they're yeah. still working on something there. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, you know what? Should, do you guys have anything else about the Monday episode? It was a good one. I, he's probably one of the, I won't say lesser known, but he's not a big name. But he's still a likable guy and made a lot of things approachable. I do have one minor thing that was interesting to me. is He talked about living in L.A. and he goes, hey, the weather's awesome, right? Or, you can't complain about that. And we all know Allison hates the sunny weather. Yep. But yet she said nothing. And that's the yeah. second guess that she's had on. Finally, right. and I wrote that in my notes. I wrote great weather with an exclamation because I knew, Damien, you and I, how much we love the sunny weather. Of course, it's fucking paradise here. And to have so many people on her show complain about it being too sunny and how she doesn't like it. And you're right. She did not say a thing. She's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. All right, so let's talk about the Thursday, May 5th episode. Allison's big question. Jeff's pot epiphany and Jen's magical teeth. And she calls her little turkey tetrazines, which I thought was really funny. Brienne had the exact idea that I did, which I'm sure a lot of people did, but there's a Maury Povich episode with a lady saying chick, uh, chicken tetrazzini, which they used on the soup as a clip a million times. And it was the first thing that I thought of, but 
but Allison probably got it from like a lean cuisine or something because of course <laughs> it's turkey tetrasini. Yeah, I thought that was that was cute. I, I I always wonder how long it takes her to come up with it. Like if it's just on the spot or if she comes up with you know a whole list of them or how she how she does that. I don't. We'll never know. No, we'll never know. <laughs> if only we had someone behind the scenes. Oh wait, you know what you gotta wait for the next time she does one of those Twitter ask me anything. Ooh, thank you. See, every single time she does that, I'm like I I have nothing, and then we're, and then I think. <laughs> questions and then I forget and I think I talked about this yeah with Leanne I said I just need to draft them as soon as I come up with them that's what I was doing with JMOs for a long time because I would forget them so I just put them in my drafts okay just write it in there or just whatever do a little text to yourself to so remember it because then I'll forget it in like two minutes but um, Adam what do you think about this episode the thing that I'm still reeling from it comes later in the show but Jenna had never had a pork steak as a pretty hearty Midwesterner my mind was blown how do you make it to I think she and I are roughly the same age. How do you make it to 30 without eating a pork steak or a pork chop? Pretty amazing. I wrote that down too because I thought, Jenna's first pork chop? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. and, and I realized, you know, she went through the story of being in Korea and, and you know, although they're big on beef and pork, but maybe there's no pork chop there. Um, How but... long is she going to ride this Korea thing? <laughs> <laughs> you are in America. <laughs> I, I understand you, you started out from behind the eight ball, but you have you had plenty of time to catch up. Oh, plenty. With as much food that they try, I, I, it is surprising that she didn't. You know, I guess it's funny. I always think whenever she says, I haven't tried something, and, oh, you know, Al turned me on to this, or his family turned, turned me on to that, which has been a lot of things that are normal. Um, yeah, like, meatloaf. Yes, meatloaf. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't remember if watermelon was one room. She just doesn't like watermelon. She doesn't like corn. There were a few things that she just never had before, and I thought, oh, it's fried chicken right which is like can you imagine <laughs> no i can't that's no that's almost like saying i've never had a hot dog or um you know a cheeseburger or a grilled cheese sandwich or i don't know but i'm yeah, shipping uh, i'm shipping jenna and al uh and by proxy allison because they're supposed to deliver it uh for snack chat uh some stuff this week and every time every time i listen to one of their shows or if they're on the thursday show the list that I'm, of stuff I'm shipping them just gets longer because there's more things <laughs> that you've never heard of. I'm so excited to hear what it is. I'm just like, oh my god, I can't wait. I, I think Greg at one time had talked about, so in the St. Louis area, and this is kind of famous from Jimmy Kimmel's show also, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's current wife uh, is from the St. Louis area, or maybe from St. Louis proper, and of course John Hamm from Mad Men is from St. Louis also. And Jimmy Kimmel is known for making pizza. So he has a brick fire yes. in his backyard. John Hamm says, I think he's lying, but he says that he's a fan of Emo's Pizza, which is a, a local St. Louis chain that's kind of famous in the Midwest for really thin pizza, essentially saltine cracker pizza, <laughs> uh, wow. covered in Provel cheese, which is not a real cheese. Provel, don't don't go to like an Italian butcher shop and ask for Provel cheese. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Is it like American cheese slices? It's, no, it's, it's, product? Yeah, it's white cheese. It, it looks like provolone, but it's it's like if, if you ask the Kraft Food Company and Dow Chemical to make provolone cheese, Ooh. it would be provolone. It's, so it's, it's basically yeah. you get, get it Subway? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Although the Subway stuff's probably better. Oh my god, that sounds horrendous. But the people here are really loyal to it, including Jimmy Kimmel's wife and John Hamm. And Jimmy Kimmel and John Hamm have a big rivalry going about. Jimmy can make a better pizza than the most famous pizza chain in the, in the St. Louis area. Uh, so anyways, I'm, I'm shipping them a an Emo's pizza so they can form their own opinion. St. Louis is known for toasted <coughs> ravioli, uh, which is just ravioli that's been either deep fried or toasted instead of boiled. And it also uh, produces some pretty strong opinions, so they're going to get a case of that stuff. And then some snack foods for uh, Jenna Tries and for Snack Chat. Nice. Wow. None of which Allison will be able to eat. No, she can lick <laughs> it, maybe. Spit it uh, out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just smell it. I think you gain 100 pounds just from smelling some of this stuff. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I love it when they try stuff. It makes me hungry, but it, it kind of grosses me out at the same time. But I'm like, ooh. You know, it's, it does the same thing to me, and I always listen when I'm at work. And I'm like, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, today they were talking about Popeye's chicken and KFC, and I've never had Popeye's chicken. 
ever. And I grew up eating KFC because my dad worked for the company. So I kind of had, you know, that's just kind of like my, I haven't had it in so long, but that KFC is just, it's just amazing. But it, have you guys had Popeye's? Yes, they built one near me recently, and my son, who's like, Dad, let's go to Popeye's. And I'm like, you know, is it good? I've never been there. And he's like, yeah, it's better than KFC. That was the only time I've been there, but it was good. They had something that was a little spicy, which I like. And I was like, yeah, this is good. I like this. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Uh, it's, it's one of the many things I gave up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, I'll be going back to the beginning of the Thursday Gang. Uh, otherwise, I'd be splitting my jeans. Like Jenna did. I never. I did. I did not look up that video. I, I did. It. It's funny. Did you? I got home. I was waiting for the call. I'm sitting in front of my computer. I'm like, let me look at this video. So funny. Oh my gosh. I did not look at it. I yeah. I mean, I'm gonna do it in real time. You know, in the beginning, you talked about Allison's big question. Talk about super drawn out question about jeans. <laughs> so you really. That was a lot of build up to ask about jeans, but. Well, you know, what's funny is I was thinking, of, I was listening to it. I'm like, wow. And then I didn't realize that that was her very big question until I'm like, wait a minute. What's the big question? Because the build-up took and so like, long. You're like, like, it was and? the pants? The... I can't wait to hear what happens after the jeans. When's the question come? Yeah, it's funny. I use vinegar for everything. It, they were talking about using vinegar and whatever. And it's pretty simple. Yeah, just wash it once and dry it. And if you still need to adjust it, then do it. But And then you don't have to wash it very many times after that. Oh, my God. I was watching the uh, Jenny Kim Jones. That girl was not lying. She definitely put those shoes. <laughs> I thought she kept her composure pretty good, you know, like just. Oh uh... wait, yeah, I would have, I would have moved to Mexico, and they never would have seen. She was like, I love how she, she gets like for those who haven't seen it, right? She, she's wearing a sweatshirt and then uh, like a hoodie, the zipper in front, and then she ties it around her waist to, you know, uh, give her a little bit more coverage, and then she's like, but I'm so self-conscious about my arms. Because <laughs> she's wearing a t-shirt. Guess, guess where nobody's looking right now. <laughs> right. Well, where her pants got split, it's kind of on the side. It's not quite. Oh, uh, you know. okay. I had a whole back crack visual. No, no, no. It's it's like um in the in scene. Uh, okay. So it's not that bad. But you That's know, at the same time, you know, she's a modest person, and yeah. uh, it's funny. And then and then I love her, and I really love these jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <She says> <laughs> Sounds like she could have had it fixed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know, and it, I guess it goes to show the quality of jeans I buy, which is to say not very quality, but I didn't know that not drying them was even a thing. Every, yeah. every pair of jeans I've ever owned has gone from the washer into the dryer on whatever temperature my mom left it on, uh, and that's, that's the way it stays. So you throw your Kirkland straight into the dryer then? I don't even know what a Kirkland is. <laughs> it's Costco brand. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I I do put mine in hey, the dryer. You know what? Costco stuff isn't bad. You, yeah, I'm, no, I know. No. I'm kidding. I, and mine, I wear cheap-ass jeans, too. And, and I don't always put them. Actually, I put them in the dryer, but I just don't wash them that off. So <laughs> that's my side of it. And that's I would totally use vinegar as a fabric softener, except for I don't know how to use the fabric softener on my, my newfangled machines. But... I use it in the dishwasher. I use it for every single cleaner. It's vinegar. She needs to get over uh, her. Okay, so she said something about MO. It's not my MO. And she said, I don't know if I'm using that right. And I thought, I am shocked that Colonel Jeff didn't say modus operandi. That's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just my most favorite, one of my most favorite words. <laughs> not only not only that, you were using it exactly correctly. Yeah, yeah she used it right. Yeah. She, she totally did. Yeah. No one said anything. I'm like, anybody. <laughs> I was hoping for Colonel Jeff. I figured, you know, that would be right up his alley. But... Or, or what is Val's alley? Yes, that's true, too. But so they were talking about the 80s jeans. It's all talk. I guess this kind of brought up a lot of jean talk, so I guess that was good to have the, the super crazy question. But Jean um, talk. What? I did the jean talk drop. <laughs> jean talk. Jean yeah. talk. <laughs> Uh, yours was better. Yeah, they were talking about the '80s jeans look being back, and Colonel Jeff's talking about all the people at tra all the girls at Trader Joe's looking like extras <laughs> in Working Girl. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, he's so it's so true that the whole '80s the the upper upper I'm saying the upper jeans that's horrendous. No. <laughs> 
Um, the super low cut, awful, and the super high cut, awful. Just, can we get right. like a normal fucking jean, please? Daniel made a good point, which is that I don't know when we consented to having super low cut jeans, especially as guys, because... Nobody wants a dude to wear low cut jeans. Nope. Sure, yeah. Another dude, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah. But, I mean, you can look like Rob Lowe. Just wear regular pants, man. I mean, it, you're still going to get the girls looking at you, you know? Right. Yeah, John Stamos does, does not, even Plumber's Crack looks bad on John Stamos. Oh, right. It's, he's it's exactly not a good look. the person to wear low-cut jeans. <laughs> he, prob- he probably has a pair on right now. He does. He's just sitting there eating his Greek yogurt and his yeah. low-cut jeans. <laughs> I like this. I like the story about Greg talking about working with Jillian Barbary, who I, I'm sure you guys know who she is. She's uh, I do. Yeah, she works on the news here, or a news anchor, weather girl. I don't know. But she's well, she used to do weather for Fox. Yes. Um, um for w- the football show. Right. So I came to know who she was. And I grew up football. when I did watch the news. She was the morning weather girl, and she certainly wore some low ass jeans. And I love the below her vulva, <laughs> vulva. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect painted picture. Great, it was awesome. But can um, you imagine if that was true? Like she'd just have jeans up to like her her thigh. Like thigh high <laughs> jeans. <laughs> just cut out the middle, man. Oh, that man. would be funny. It would, and I know it became you know like butt crack. It became like butt cleavage. You know, I, I don't know about the whole butt thing. I don't understand it. I, I get it. I'm old and I'm not a dude. But when I look at a big butt, I just think of a big giant deuce. <laughs> um, thank you for ruining uh, every, every admiring glance I might give. Every, now every time he sees the watch. girl's butt, he's gonna be like a deuce. And I just wow. picture like it's just more surface area for shit to be hiding. I don't know. It just I just think a big juicy <laughs> dumps coming out of big juicy butts. <laughs> oh my it. god, Lisa! Sorry. <laughs> Like I said, I've ruined half the links in my browser history. Oh, man. Okay. It is an epidemic, though, because um, one of my stepdogs, when she played high school basketball, I would go to the game, and I used to like to sit on the top row because I'd get a little too emotional, you know, and I don't want to be, like, yelling. So if I do yell, at least I'm back. And all the girls, I'd sit, and I would say about half of them, you could see their underwear or their butt crack. Oh, and man. it was a normal thing. The whale tail. I, I have one friend that I swear to God, every single time I look behind, she's her ass is hanging out. Like, what? Are, we just would take a bunch of pictures we never say anything because that's just her but we'd always take pictures and it would be in the folders and she's like yeah that's me <laughs> they didn't care yeah that's they don't. why if i ever have a daughter she's being stripped shipped straight to switzerland to a boarding school <laughs> that's <laughs> not luck. a bad idea good luck yeah. man oh. so acid shrooms where do you guys stand on it you know i was pretty straight arrow growing up never um drug user um just never appealed to me for whatever reason um so, uh, I only smoked weed like one time my whole life. Whoa. And although I did just about, you know, the reason why it's pretty straightforward is, um, uh, I had a lot of relatives who like to get stoned and mm-hmm. I thought they're all morons. So, <laughs> so it was like, I'm not doing anything that you guys do. Um, so a couple of times they would try and get me contact high, which oh, cool. uh, at the time it seemed like a normal thing, you know, oh. like, oh yeah, it's funny. Get the 10 year old kid stoned. Oh, but, um, but if someone had done that to one of my kids, I would have gone on a murderous rampage but yeah it was a different time but um yeah so uh you know i'm not the guy to ask about you know doing acid because i've never done anything like that and adam yeah. if you don't feel like you want to share you may <laughs> no, no no uh i i was the same way i was i was pretty straight straight edge growing up uh although i think out there straight edge has like a pretty specific meaning but yeah uh, that was that was not me but yeah i didn't uh i didn't really drink until i was a drinking age uh, don't worry, I've made up for lost time. <laughs> the the, shro- the shrooms and acid, uh, shrooms appeal to me in a way I've never done them, uh, but of the various drugs, I'd say it's probably on my list. Uh, I only have one good drug story, and it's that we had a house party one time in, in college, and uh, I was a math major, and so there was four male roommates, uh, the four of us and six female friends, because I'm good at math, uh, we all did uh, ecstasy, and it was the blacklight party, and within 15 minutes of the party starting, someone had stolen our Xbox and our PlayStation. Oh, no. And so our one responsible roommate, who actually owned the house we lived, 
uh, it's like, well, I have to call the cops and fill out a police report and have insurance cover it and all that stuff. So he called the cops on his own party. And the cop is getting my statement, and I'm like hugging myself and rubbing my neck and uh, really, really rolling and feeling the X. And that's the, the first and last time I've done anything hard. Oh my gosh, what a like total buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. Oh, because ecstasy is so much fun. It's so great. But... I, I have I had high hopes for it, and uh, I could I could see myself even. Uh, one of the things they talked about is. You know, would you do this drug or that drug as adult or, you know, as someone who's older? And uh, I could probably see myself in a very controlled setting uh, doing ecstasy or shrooms. But yes. weed, does, weed doesn't appeal to me. Uh, acid definitely doesn't appeal. LSD, none of that stuff. Yeah, I've never tried acid. I did, my shroom intake was similar to Colonel Jeff. I'd done it twice. And one of the times it was some old ones that I got from some guy in a parking lot at a bad religion show, and I don't think that they worked. <laughs> and the first time I did it was at my very first concert, and uh, we put them in Subway sandwiches. <laughs> and they definitely worked. And watching, uh, what was the band? I can't think of it. Um, anyways, it, but it was um, Sonic Youth, and it was oh, it really like led... You know, it was great. It was, we were at Castaic Lake, and it was just like the whole scene. It was really great, but I don't think I could. I would never want to do them again. I'm not big into hallucinogenics. That kind of freaks me out. And I got into ecstasy a little bit. And by saying that, I've probably done it like four times. But I didn't start. I also, I was straight edge, actually. And I didn't start drinking till I was probably 23-ish. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's, let's try some ecstasy or let's, let's start going to strip clubs and do some coke. And But it was very short-lived. It was like two or three times and then, okay, we're done. But ecstasy right. was in the perfect setting every time. So it was just like the big warm hug. But the, the, the coming off of it the, the next week or two, oh, no. It was, I don't think I could ever do it again. It was just too, too much. And smoking pot, I, I did... I, don't know, I dabbled in high school mostly because of boyfriends, and it was just always around. You just do it. And I didn't really enjoy it very much, but now I do. I have. I always have it with. I don't have it with me. <laughs> I always have some. I always got some just in case. <laughs> Hold on, we'll like smoke a bowl. Um, my my husband is exactly like Daniel because he says he really wants. To, he always wants me to do it because oh maybe she won't be so angry or maybe she won't be so mad or you know. <laughs> Well, why don't you just go smoke some pot? I have it set up for you, and or, you know it's always set up for me, and I haven't done it in I don't know how many months. I probably do it like once a year, but except for last weekend, I had a Colonel Jeff experience where I did the whole thing. My husband said I'm gonna take the kids out, I'm gonna take them to the air show, they're gonna be gone for the whole day. He's like, huh, what you should do is smoke pot. And I thought, oh right, and he said, no, you you should. That would be kind of cool. You just do nothing all day. So I thought, oh my god, I'm totally going to do that. So I went to Trader Joe's, I got snacks, I got all the movies set up. I, I totally had like the pot, the pot <laughs> day off. It happened so hard at that story. <laughs> so, yes, because like, I, I just had this like last Saturday where I just had my whole day of, and my husband said, smoke until you start getting, you know, um, paranoid and you keep looking over your shoulder. And I thought, well, I don't want to get that bad. I still have to function when you guys come home and be a mom again. But I just kind of did it and exactly, I don't cough and I don't whatever, but I went back like three or four times and just did a little bit just to kind of, you know, ease into it. And then I watched a couple of my, you know, my uh, guilty pleasure movies that wasn't <laughs> like his. It wasn't cool ones like that. But All right, what's your guilty pleasure movie? Name one. <laughs> well, I have a whole bunch of them, but. Just pick one. Well, what I did watch was Mermaids and I watched, ah. Parent <laughs> I watched Parenthood. <laughs> But my biggest ones are uh, Ghost World and Welcome to the Dollhouse, Big Lebowski. Those are my top three, I think, if I was to watch anything. But I just recently watched them. So I thought, oh, I'll watch some of my more girly a League of Their Own. I love those. Those are my top. Those are all. If it's rainy day or if it's my pot day out, <laughs> pot day off. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear I'm not stoned right now. Anywho. <laughs> You know, okay, so still talking about this sort of thing, they talk about people who are drunk and that maybe that magnifies your true self. Where do you guys stand on that? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, hard to say. Uh, I think, you know, there's that old saying, uh, you know, true colors or whatever. Um, I don't know if I would agree 100%. I think there's some truth to that, though. Like, I think you're liable to say something you might not normally say. You know, like what's on your mind, like, 
let's say you have a friend who you're pissed at or has one annoying habit or something that you're not cool with and you maybe normally wouldn't say it but then you had a few too much to drink and now you're going to speak your mind um i think that's possible um but i mean you know uh i do agree that you're going to be braver it's you know the liquid courage thing is true i think you're more likely to throw a punch or make a move on a woman or a man or whatever than you might not normally do if you were, uh, you know, sober, you know. Um, I believe that. Um, so I would say I tend to agree. Um, you know, I think you, you're going to show more of yourself than you might not normally show. Does that make sense? For me, it's uh, that, de- that definitely makes sense. But for me, I'm not sure is it like showing because I'm – I'm pretty serious. I won't. I won't say grumpy, but maybe like a pretty dry sense of humor. But then if I drink, I get super huggy and lovey-dovey. So is that is that the true me, or is it bringing out the opposite of the real me? Very true. And I, I I struggle with that too because I think I've done a lot of fucked up things being drunk, and I think, wow, is that really me? Maybe you're just more disgusted in yourself when you do stuff like that. You don't <laughs> want to admit that that's really you. But like you said, it's coming up. And also, see, I'm actually really, really, really shy, and alcohol helped me come out of being shy. But then, do I really want to? Be that person that is outgoing and like talking to everybody and being I don't know if I really want to be that person so yeah you're I see both sides here because I think it's true to some degree but but then I don't know I don't know if it just changes the chemicals of your brain to just hey guess what you're going to sleep and this other person's coming out your alter ego is coming out right and I I have a story I shared on a previously unreleased episode of this show that I don't know if it's ever going to come out but um uh, I we, we have a neighbor and we are friends with them. We're friends with all of our neighbors, but we're not friends with these people anymore. But, uh, they have an adult son living with them. He's 26. Actually, sorry, he's 27. He was 26 at the time, and he two on two occasions threatened to punch my eight-year-old dog. Okay. What? Hold right. on, hold on. Yeah, right. Did she have it? Did she have it coming? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the times I witnessed it and I kind of talked myself out of hearing it because I thought, I don't think that's not, you know, you know what I mean? You try and, I don't know what it was. It it was being silly is what it was because I should have said something. And then the next time I was out of town when it happened and my husband had restraint and just escorted him out of the house. Him and another um, neighbor were pretty much ready to kick his ass, which he probably should have had, which should have happened. But then we had to tiptoe around all of their the parents' feelings and all this bullshit, and it's it's been this long drawn out thing where now we don't talk to them. But the parent made the excuse, oh, you know, my my husband said, well, maybe he should be on medication. You know, something's wrong with him. Why would a 26 year old man threaten to punch an eight year old girl? And you know, the dad said, oh, you know, he just shouldn't be drinking. Uh, I don't think that the drinking is changing. Sure. <laughs> this is just this is the exact exact example of his true self. I think being magnified. I think that is really him yeah to be, for fair, to be fair she got mouthy about one of cincinnati's draft picks and uh <laughs> she probably did <laughs> yeah with, but, with someone with someone like that the alcohol is is not the it might be the catalyst for it coming out but it's right. not what created that that inner feeling no i think it's just that it's sort of ugh. it's just so crazy and now i think Going back to the whole, well, she can't sleep very much. I think that's part of it. It's been a long time. It's been like a year. But I still think that she's kind of nervous about that whole situation, you know. And and they actually turned it around on us, kind of, in a way, where they started, you know, I don't know. They just started getting all into their feelings and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, it was just an interesting situation to see. Of We all get drunk and do fucked up shit. I've never wanted to punch a kid for. Yeah, that's the, I think whenever people use an excuse for why someone behaves badly, I think, well, there's too many examples of other people who do the exact same thing and didn't do that thing, you know what I mean? Like, oh, violent video games is why kids do this. Oh, really? Well, I'm sure like every teenage boy in the world plays violent video games, but not every teenage boy in the world, probably only a few are, you know, you know, setting cats on fire or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I hate that excuse. Well, this is the reason why. No, the reason why is because, you know, the person has something going on with them, whatever that is, you know, some, you know, whether it's a chemical imbalance or some kind of trauma in their life or whatever. 
you know, um, but to just to dismiss it as, oh, he was drinking or he was doing this or, no, nah, come on, you know, punch an eight-year-old kid. If, if if drinking made you do that, then a lot of eight-year-old kids would have been punched, you know, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Demian, do you have anything else from this episode? Um, The one thing that I thought was amusing, and I love uh, Colonel Jeff, he kills me was when he was going on his rant um, about the self-check. Like, I don't work at the store. <laughs> that's, that's so funny because I, that's exactly how I used to feel. And I always say something loudly like, oh, am I going to get a paycheck now? You know, stuff like that. Until you go and use the self-checkout. And, it's, and by the way, it's sad that the person not getting paid is more efficient. But I can get in there quick and get out and I don't have to chit-chat. And I don't have to be embarrassed about what I'm buying. And it's just, it's easier. <laughs> Well, I'm not embarrassed about what I buy, or I don't mind the chit-chat. I don't mind any of that. Um, but I'll do whatever I think is faster. It doesn't matter if it's going through the self-check or having the checker. or um, I, I'll never go through the self-check if I got more than like three or four or five things. Because then it's too inconvenient to try and juggle it, you know? You know, to try and put all the stuff on the little, you know, the little spot where you got to put it after you scan it. Like, then it becomes a headache. But if, I, if I'm just buying like a Coke, or I don't really drink Coke, but... Uh, something to drink and a sandwich or whatever. Yeah, I'll go through the self check. But if I if I'm actually shopping, I'm gonna go in the line because it's whatever I think is easier for me. That's what I'm gonna do. But I did like his rant. <laughs> well, funny. <laughs> he really went off there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Adam, do you have anything else from this episode? Yeah, we we glossed over it, but he was talking. Uh, Greg was talking about microdosing. Yes, thank you for uh, bringing that back up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, back to drugs. Uh, even as someone who's really not into that scene, that's something that really does interest me. Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing, and so I'm sure that the I'm sure the Google results for microdosing went up after this episode released. Uh, just I because think I, that's got to be true, and I felt the same as you, where I thought I'm never doing acid, but as soon as he said that, I'm like, huh, that could be up my alley. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Now that you now that you mention it. Yeah. In that case. Well, everything affects me so greatly anyways. it's I have to take kids' medicine, and everything just is magnified when I take it. So doing a microdose, I thought, hmm, maybe, maybe now I could try that. <laughs> Even I. And where do you guys stand on washing your fruit and washing your hands after you pee? <laughs> no. Um, Next. I wash my hands <laughs> if I pee on them. But if I don't, I might not. <laughs> I don't think and generally I speaking, I don't I don't pee on my hands, so uh... just in general. Yeah, I I thought that that was really funny that they kept harping on that. <laughs> she's like, listen, fuckers, <laughs> it's when what's I pee, even, not when I poop. What's even funnier is that it was it was Greg sort of carrying the torch on that. Yeah. The the same Greg who pooped into a tree stump, uh, who who fishes and surfs and gets high and drinks <laughs> and pooped in his wet and, and uses his wife's toothbrush. <laughs> And uses his wife oh my god, I'm fucking dying about that. What? Seriously, come on. And, and suddenly he's on his high horse because Allison doesn't wash her hands every time she uses it. I, I, I've been in some places where I can quantifiably tell you my junk is cleaner than the bathroom. Oh, for sure. And you know, she uh, talked about my hands will get dirtier by touching my trying to when, and when you have not to keep talking about when you have kids, but when you have kids you have to be in some of the grossest situations that you do not I hate public restrooms and I hate going in just for myself. Now you've got kids that need to go at this moment and you're like, Oh god, I have to go into that place and they want to touch everything. It's like, Oh my god, it's horrendous. But she talked about not washing her hands after she pees, which I think most do do and I always wash my hands even though I think after peeing it's probably not a big deal not to but she mentioned going into public restrooms and not washing your hands where I thought well you're touching it as long as you don't touch everything in there I don't know that's a little iffy I like do like extra washing when I go to those places well you know Uh, the thing that most people don't realize is it's after you wash your hands it's touching the handle of the door that probably has the most crap on it yeah. Um, as far as bacteria quite, and stuff. Quite literally, <laughs> crap. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, I do So you've the... just washed your hands and now you're about to touch the most disgusting thing in the whole place. <laughs> well, I just do the, the wash my hands and hold the tissue onto the doorknob and then try and toss it in the trash from there and hold my foot on the door to keep it open. I, I do see people do that sometimes and I'm like, oh, we got a germaphobe. I know. Um, you know what we have? But usually our... when I'm in a public bathroom is the door kind of opens out. A lot of times you don't, uh, like, uh, there may not be a handle. I just kind of lean on it. Yeah, that's true. And, and I, walk we, out. I do it on the ones where you have to pull it in where it's just like, oh, Oh my gosh, I know everybody touches the door right here. It's disgusting, and nobody's washing their hands. But we we have a germaphobe homeless dude because he <laughs> in our city. How is that possible? I know. And I I almost crashed my car because I saw him cross. I see him all the time. He panhandled in front of uh, all the fast food places. And when I saw him crossing the street, he pulled his shirt down past his hand and then pushed the button. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Hey. Just because, just because he's homeless doesn't mean he can't have standards. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Quit being such an elitist. <laughs> I'm a real asshole. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I and I wash my fruit, but yeah, I guess I am a German though. I don't know. I not only do I not wash my fruit, I've gone into uh, Deming. You can maybe relate to this. Men's restrooms at baseball stadiums are okay. trash. Uh-huh. I, I've gone in to the trough after a couple of beers, put my hand on the wall for support, and then walked out in a hot dog. Oof. Wow. Well, so. you know, that's probably cleaner than the hot dog. <laughs> wow. That's a bell. That's, and you know what? It's so funny when I go, like, if I go bowling or something, I'll eat nachos and put my fingers in those disgusting holes and keep bowling and then go back and eat. I, it's, yes. it's so backwards. Everything's backwards. You touch money, you touch crap, and it's just all up in your head. But I, I know, ugh, I know I wash the fruit because <laughs> it's only because it's in your head. It's what's, it's when you don't know or what. You should you, wash fruit though, uh, depending on it, whether or not it's organic. There may be pesticide on it. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I do buy organic too. That's probably another thing that's unnecessary. But I, every time I come home from the grocery store, I line up all the fruit and I put it all in a bowl and I just, just do a quick, like, I do throw that fruit wash in there, which whatever it's, whether it does something or doesn't, it, it helps my, my, my weak brain. <laughs> right. I've never washed a piece of fruit and I have all 12 fingers and all 12 tongues. <laughs> but, how's your, <laughs> but how's your dysentery? <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> Okay, good. Does your poop does your poop look like a perfect swirl ice cream? Yes. <laughs> and it gives off a healthy glow in the dark. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to have that conversation with my kids. You know what a healthy poop looks like. <laughs> oh. And they're just dying. I'm never what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know what? How about if we do some GMO jabber? Okay. Uh, Alright. Damien, what do you have for us? You know, <sighs> None of these JMOs really, um, I, they were not me, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, so today's JMOs, they were talking about um, the stadium seating. I never have a problem finding my seat in a stadium. Uh, uh, the TV so show thing. They were talking about <laughs> if you're sitting in a stadium or sitting in a seat and you're constantly worried that someone's going to come tell you that you're in their seat. Right, because you're in the wrong seat. Well, I think sometimes <laughs> you do get that, like people, they're in the wrong seat. But, um, yeah, no, I'm super good at finding my seat, so that's not something I think about. Um, I'm trying to remember Mondays. You had one in there, Lisa, didn't you, on Monday, right? I did. <laughs> With your old, uh, your old, um, yes, ID. my old handle. Yeah, I said that I, whenever I go to order something online, I always like piece together. Or, I said Jenga, and I, I really meant Tetris together. I say, right. <laughs> yeah, same I, I think it got your reference though. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> that I piece, like, I'll have a bunch of stuff that I want, but what I'll do is I'll cherry pick stuff and put it all together to make it the minimum requirement for free shipping. So it's stuff I still need or want, mostly. Well, let's say need. It's stuff that I need. <laughs> But I'll piece it together. Instead of giving, you know, spending a hundred dollars on Amazon, I'm just spending the fifty or whatever just to get exactly right. I don't know. No, hey, you know what? Um, not to sound overly pompous, but I'm on Amazon Prime, so I don't have to worry about that. But I did <laughs> used to do that. I mean, I, I would like, oh yeah, I got, you know, free. My son is the master of that actually. Where he buys stuff online and be like, Dad, so I want to buy this, but if I buy this, it's free shipping. You know, like trying to get me to buy more stuff. <laughs> he's actually, he's very persuasive. So, Jeff, Jeff um, Bezos <laughs> mails your kid commission check. Yes. <laughs> hey, Dad, click through. <laughs> oh. For real. Um, Adam, what do you have? Uh, the one that uh, it was on Monday's show. I I didn't. I don't think I heard who the JMO was from. 
it was talking about they always tuck their shirts in from left to right, like clockwise. Oh, yeah. I think he did the other one, too. So it's ATL Podcast Fan. Yes. Yep. That's yes. right. He had two, two shirt-themed J-Mons. Uh, that's definitely me, but I didn't realize how idiosyncratic I was about it. And so after I heard the show on Monday, I started thinking about other things I do. And now I'm just a nervous wreck because... <laughs> Uh, I have so many habits and rituals that I don't even think about. So thanks, uh, ATL, whomever. Uh, I'll be sending you my therapist bill. <laughs> oh, the one that I picked was from Shannon Hurley, and she said, I always change the expression seize the day to cease the day because stopping time is more powerful than grabbing it. And <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that was pretty funny, yes. which is funny because... Cease the day is not really stopping. I guess it is stopping time. It's just ending time, really, isn't it? <laughs> but I liked more what I liked is that she talked. <laughs> it talked about, she talked about, oh, my God, really? <laughs> that they started talking about 80s shows, and she was talking about, and now I can't remember the name of the show. What show did she talk about? Do you guys remember? Oh, um. um I'm not going to, it's with Evie, and I can't oh, remember her name. Shoot, no. I Darn, forgot. Just, I was thinking they started talking about Small Wonder, and they started talking about the, all those shitty shows that I grew up loving. And I just love that they were going back and forth and talking about And I would love for, to be able to just stop time, just like Evie did. But, yeah, I, I like that one more because of the, the small talk that it that it brought on. But that's the whole reason for James. Just me or everyone, yeah. I heard Shannon Hurley and got that confused with Shannon Elizabeth and Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> That is just me. All right, I guess just me. <laughs> but I think Shannon Hurley is a singer, I believe. Cause we follow each other on Twitter. She posts a lot of things sometimes with some, some photo shoots and some stuff, but not for me. Not enough for me to like click on any of it yet, but I thought, huh, I should probably. I, I think that's the first demo I've heard read of hers. Mm-hmm. But I know she's she's out there listening to, to Allison's show, so hopefully she listens to, hopefully she listens to ours, me, me uh, giving her that stellar review. Um, well, you know what? This uh, this was really fun. I think we should uh, end it there. What do you guys think? <laughs> Hello? Hello! <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. Um, well, thank you all for listening to the show. I want you all to go to AllisonRosen.com and support Allison's show in any way that you can because she supports our entertainment habit at least twice a week for free. And if you're interested in being on this show, email me at bffancast at gmail.com. Check out our website, bffancast.com. There's a whole lot of nothing going on there, but there will be something soon. And follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me on Twitter at jmos and bfs. Damien, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SuperDempsey. And uh, I always invite anyone who is a fan of Allison Rosen to feel free to chat me up about anything and anything and everything, <laughs> uh, whether it's Allison related or Sorry Not Sorry or, um, you know, this show or whatever. Um, I love Allison fans, Allison people. And Adam, where can we find you? Uh, that's a good question. I'm looking up my own Twitter. I think it's, uh, it's Adam Adam in a box on Twitter. Awesome. And Adam's super funny. You guys should follow him. And um, thank you and good night. Well, that was super fun. I'm glad I got you back there, Adam. It was just perfect timing. <laughs>